customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's today's story request. Hi Lucy, I'm writing on behalf of Rachel and Alexander from London, who regularly listen to your short stories while cozied up in bed on these cold winter mornings. Rachel and Alexander would love a story about making friends with some friendly Australian animals and bringing them back on a plane to visit London for a holiday. They wonder what adventures and mischief they would get up to. It had been an amazing three weeks in Australia for Rachel and Alexander. They had taken a boat ride to the Great Barrier Reef, walked inside the Sydney Opera House and played on Bondi Beach. It had been one long fun adventure from beginning to end. But now it was time to go home to London. Oh, I'm going to miss Australia, said Rachel as they arrived at the airport. Mm, me too, admitted Alexander sadly. The inside of the airport was enormous, with people bustling everywhere, all on their way to destinations throughout the world. What stood out amongst all this movement were three figures standing completely still. And astonishingly, these three figures were all animals. A koala, a kangaroo, and a kookaburra. The people in the airport were all so intent on getting to their flights on time that nobody was paying the animals any attention at all. The poor creatures were stood amongst all the hustle and bustle, looking lost and confused. Uh, hi, said Rachel. Are you lost? No, no, not lost, said the koala. We, we meant to come here. It's just that... Oh, now we're here, we don't know what to do next, said the kangaroo. We're going on a trip, shouted the kookaburra in nervous excitement. Where to? asked Alexander. Maybe we can help you get checked in. Oh, we don't know yet, said the koala. We've not decided. Rachel was surprised to hear this. You've come all the way to the airport, but... You don't yet know where you're travelling to? That's right, said the koala. 
We've never done anything like this before. Don't know how it works. I think you're supposed to decide where you're going first. Then you buy a ticket. Then you come to the airport, explained Alexander. Ah, said the kangaroo. That makes sense. That explains why all these people knew where to go and what to do. Are we not going on a trip then? Asked the kookaburra glumly. You still can, said Rachel. You'll just need to decide where you'd like to go. Then go to one of the airline desks and buy a ticket from there. You can pick anywhere in the world, said Alexander, throwing his arms wide. That's part of the problem, said the koala. There are too many places to choose from. If you don't mind me asking, said the kangaroo, where are you going to? Oh, we're going to London in the UK. It's where we live, explained Rachel. Well, let's go there then, said the koala. Yeah, London, screeched the kookaburra, doing a little dance. <laughs> Looks like London it is then, smiled the kangaroo. Now, where do we buy those tickets? It was a weird experience, taking a long plane journey with three Aussie animals, but Rachel and Alexander made the most of it. They were full of questions, and it soon became obvious that the animals had no idea what to do or where to go when they touched down at the other end. I guess, at least at first, that you'd better stay with us, suggested Rachel. Oh, that's really good of you, said the koala, who had introduced himself as Coco. Will be no trouble, insisted the kangaroo, who they now knew as Keith. We're going to London, cheered the kookaburra, named Kenny, as he helped himself to more peanuts. We can take you to see all the sights, said Alexander. Yeah, boomed Kenny loudly. Like Big Benny, Bucketman Palace and the Flower of London. No, that's Big Ben, Buckingham Palace and the Tower of London, corrected Alexander. Yeah, and those two, grinned Kenny. Oh, it's going to be great. Rachel and Alexander exchanged a nervous smile. They could only hope they were doing the right thing. Despite arriving home tired and stiff from the long flight, the three animals were all up early the next morning, keen to begin exploring London. After a quick breakfast, Rachel and Alexander ushered their new friends out of the house and on to the London Underground, the train service that operated in a network of tunnels deep beneath the city. They eventually emerged in Trafalgar Square, a large open space with the towering Nelson's Column guarded by four lion statues. There were people and pigeons everywhere. Oh, this is amazing, said Keith the kangaroo as he looked around him. Oh, look, a red London bus. Kenny the kookaburra had flown up to a nearby silver statue of a man to get a better look around. Oh, there's so much to see, shouted Kenny loudly. Uh, do you mind? That was right in my ear, complained a voice. But when Kenny looked about, it didn't look as if any of the nearby people were talking to him. Who said that then? He bellowed. Oh, you did it again, yelled the voice. And this time, the statue under Kenny's feet moved, shrugging him off. Kenny, get away from there, 
urged Alexander. That's a street performer pretending to be a statue. Oh, sorry, mate, said the kookaburra as the statue man grumbled and readjusted himself. Let's try somewhere else, suggested Rachel. And I know just the place. Their next stop was the Natural History Museum, a beautiful old building where visitors were greeted by a huge whale skeleton suspended from the hall's ceiling. Oh, it looks fabulous, said Coco as they entered beneath it. There were lots of exhibits to marvel at, but Rachel had somewhere very specific in mind to take them to, the Dinosaur Gallery. Coco gasped as they entered. A triceratops! And an iguanodon. There's a lot more, grinned Rachel as she led them around. The animals were fascinated by the bones and models on display, but that was nothing compared to when they entered the neighboring room where a life-size T-Rex model moved and roared. Wow, will you look at that, said Keith. It looks so real. They were in a slow-moving stream of people, all staring up at the robotic dino, so there was plenty of time to get a good look as they went past. The only problem was staying together. Hey, where's Coco? asked Alexander, suddenly sounding worried. He and Rachel began looking frantically up and down the line of bodies, seeing if he'd been cut off or wandered up ahead, but there was no sign of him anywhere. (gasps) We've lost him, said Rachel urgently. Nah, said Kenny from where he was perching on the handrail. He just couldn't see from down there, so he's gone for a closer look. To Rachel and Alexander's horror, they could see Coco clambering along the T-Rex's back. It looked for all the world like he was trying to ride it. Coco, get down from there, urged Alexander, but the koala couldn't hear him. Everybody in the long line of people had now spotted him and were either laughing, pointing, or filming him with their phones. Oh, this is so embarrassing, said Rachel when Coco began waving at them. He looked like he was having the time of his life up there. Uh, excuse me, said a gruff voice from behind them. It was a stern-looking museum employee. Is that your caller up there? After lots of apologizing, Rachel and Alexander decided that they'd better go someplace else. Hmm, maybe we should try shopping for a while, suggested Alexander. Harrods isn't far from here. Now, Harrods is one of the most famous department stores in the world, full of expensive goods, luxury items, and designer brands. But what Rachel and Alexander wanted to show their three friends was the fabulous food hall. There was just about everything on sale there to tickle the taste buds. Exotic fresh fruit, stupendous sweet treats, a tempting delicious deli, and just about anything else you could think of in between. Oh, it smells wonderful, Keith grinned as they were guided around. Mmm, heavenly, added Coco. It's making my belly rumble, added Kenny, as they passed a spectacular display of cheeses from all over the world. It had definitely been the most successful part of their sightseeing tour that day. Or at least it was until they were leaving through the revolving doors. That was when Rachel noticed something sticking out of Keith's pouch. Keith, is that a loaf of bread you've got in there? 
Oh, well, uh, yeah, he said. It's an onion pastry. It's to go with the Seville orange marmalade and the hand-cooked kettle chips. You've got those in your pouch too, Rachel said, somewhat stunned. Oh, yes, said Keith. Well, it seems silly not to take some when they were giving it away like that. But they're not giving it away, said Rachel, struggling to keep her voice down. You're supposed to buy it. What? replied Keith. With money? Well, why didn't anyone say so? Because that's how shops work, said Rachel. But before she could say anything else, their path was blocked by a security guard. Uh, can I have a word? he said, pointing at the kangaroo's pouch. It took a lot of explaining, but in the end, the security guard accepted that animals from the Australian outback didn't use a lot of shops and were unlikely to know how they worked. After returning the items in Keith's pouch, they were allowed to go on their way. We've not been very successful, have we? said Alexander glumly. We're hardly the greatest tour guides. Not after today, added Rachel. Hey, don't look so sad, said Coco the koala. We're having a great time. Yeah, agreed Keith. You've shown us so much already. Things that we could never have hoped to see had we not bumped into you. Really? asked Rachel. You're not just saying that. It's amazing, shouted Kenny. Let's go somewhere else. We've not done Big Benny, Bucket Man Palace, or the Flower of London yet. Okay, laughed Alexander. Maybe an open-top bus tour would be best for that. That was the best idea any of them had had all day. Not only did the animals get to see lots of London sights, but they were sat comfortably in their seats the whole time, meaning they didn't get up to any misguided mischief at all. Oh, that was just so perfect, grinned Coco as they left the bus afterwards. You did us proud there, agreed Keith. And now it's time for us to do something for you, said Kenny. Like what? asked Alexander. Dinner, boomed Kenny. Whatever you want. And don't you worry, Keith added. We know we'll have to pay. I was going to ask you about that, said Rachel. How is it that three animals from the Australian outback have the money for three plane tickets to London? Ah, oh, well, there's a story, and make no mistake, smiled Coco, looking up at her kangaroo friend as he rummaged in his pouch. Keith pulled out a handful of precious stones and said, There are hundreds of these shiny rocks where we live. Turns out they're called opals, and they're worth a lot of money. <gasps> And you've got loads of them, gasped Alexander. Yeah, nodded Keith, but we're still getting used to what to do with them. Right now, one of these little ones should buy us dinner at the fanciest restaurant in town. Any suggestions? They ended up in a restaurant with one of the greatest views in all of London, near the top of the city's tallest building, the Shard. It was the best meal Rachel and Alexander had ever eaten. So, I suppose we'd better go home tomorrow, said Coco. I suspect we've done everything there is to do in London now. No, laughed Rachel. We've barely even started. But are you sure that you want to do more with us? asked Keith. 
We've certainly been a nuisance today. Oh, it wasn't your fault, said Alexander. It's all so new to you three. Yeah, agreed Rachel. We're happy to keep on showing you around. If you're happy to stay, then it's a deal, shouted Kenny. And to celebrate having found one another, they each ordered the biggest dessert on the menu. The end.